0: So uh, before we get into things, um, I just want to kind of set the <laughs> set the room up. Uh, we're in our living room, and our two cats are for right now separated and won't be getting into any wrestling matches. <laughs> so cre- create any interesting audio in the background. So and um, and so, but we're not expecting any other interruptions except for the occasional cough or clearing our throat. Yes. So <laughs> that's setting up the room for you guys. <laughs> i not be um,
1: alarmed at strange sounds.
0: Yes please yeah if it's a little distracting we apologize but it's it's candid here and we're wanting to make sure we have a good good conversation about what we're about to get into. So what we are getting into is kind of developing the foundation for what you guys have probably read on the blog or seen on the website in terms of the three phases and we're talking specifically about phase one and in phase one um, if you've read the the blog and if you haven't, you could pause this and go read the blog real quick and then come back to this conversation because I think you'd have you'd get a lot out of it. So um, talking about phase one, we want to kind of really put it in your mind that this is an important part of laying your foundation. It's you can't do phase two or phase three without having done all the stuff you need to do in phase one and laying the foundation of work. So that's what we're going to be talking about and we're specifically going to be getting into building a skill set. Wonderful. So um, what are some things that you, I know that me and you have talked about when we've talked about building a skill set, like what are like some main things of a skill set that somebody that was just getting going into something, what's one thing that they would have to focus on?
1: So um, in terms of building an artist's skill set, it's sort of like building your own toolbox, for what you can use when you're creating art. And this Hmm. is something I found is left out of the conversation a lot. When, especially when you're talking to younger artists, I see it in schools all the time. Artists will come talk to students who are aspiring artists and I feel like this is completely left out of the conversation. Um, Generally it's just, they tell them, oh well practice and one day you'll be an artist. Yeah. And that's, you're leaving out so much in terms of what that means. Often, young artists are usually using internet images or mm-hmm. manga or things that they're inspired by, and right. they're copying them. Right. But that's not building the foundational sets that they need to take their art to the level in which you're selling it.
0: Mm. So I, I guess this kind of gets to a point where you have two kind of groups of people. You have the kind of group of people that went to get their bachelor's in fine arts. Correct. And did all the found quote unquote foundational stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a generic way because they do a lot of everything, right? They do ceramics, they do sculpting, they yes. do photography, they do all that stuff. You're
1: a that. jack of all trades,
0: right? But they have some sort of understanding already, and yes. then you have another group of people like myself and and you. We were kind of self educated when it comes to how we've just how we've understand creating. Correct. And so
1: and for, I don't advocate either one. Right. For it this, is. for the purposes of this conversation, we're not saying one is better over the other. That's a conversation far from now.
0: Right. But you could be coming. You could be. We could be having this conversation in front of somebody that's done the bachelor's yes. route and then one that's self taught. Do you think that there's a major difference between if you were still, if you had just finished your bachelor's, should you still be focusing on developing your 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 technical skills?
1: Um, no, I think, so in terms of you have a bachelor's, and this is highly dependent on what university you went to, uh, you probably have a very standard curriculum for art, which means you've studied the concepts of art Mm. fairly regularly, which this is talking about lines and form and figure, shading, perspective. You've hopefully covered that Mm. in your bachelor's degree. Um, however, a self-taught artist generally doesn't even realize these things exist. Mm. They're usually their art comes from mimicry which is fine when you're um, using direct reference photos but when you want to actually start creating things from your mind this is where people um, a lot I hear a lot of times from in one to 14 year olds to 50-year-olds are like, I had this great idea in my head, but mm-hmm. the second I try to put it up to paper, it just looks stupid. Yeah, And that's not because you suck at art. It's because it's a lack of foundational skills to help you translate. It's also a lack of um, just motor skills, the sheer fact that biologically you haven't set that up.
0: So like repetition?
1: Yes. It's the same as riding a bike or running or any type of physical activity. Mm-hmm. You're only going to get good good at it the more you do it.
0: That's true. So uh, so they could be focusing on, on some things they want to improve on, but in order for them to get better at it, they're going to have to be very consistent.
1: Yes. Um, this is probably, and I wrote this in the blog, this is not the sexiest of all topics yeah. because I know a lot of artists, especially ones who want to become big artists, struggle with the Instagram game, which is seeing all these artists who are well into their phase two or three and feeling like they should have the same technical Mm -hmm. skills and Mm -hmm. we should be showing the same skill level as these artists when they haven't yet even created the foundational skills that they need to
0: create. What's the saying put in the cart before the horse? Yes. Is that that the right colloquialism that I'm using here? Okay, great. Um, okay, so that's that's we know that as being very important in developing uh, a skill set is is really honing your technical skills and being consistent.
1: Correct. and that's and so what you need to do is you're going to need if you're a self-taught artist, if you're a degreed artist, mm-hmm. you could probably skip the developing your technical skills. If you have what I think is route memorization built into you
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of like, When you first started driving a car, it was very difficult. You had to think about, look at the road, look at other cars, look at the steering wheel. I have to push the gas and turn the wheel and make sure the gears. like, there's Mm. all these things to consider. Right. And you're very conscious of all of it. But now that you've driven for thousands of hours, you get in the car and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm at work. Did I drive? (laughs) I had to have driven. You don't remember driving. That's what you need to be at with your Mm. art. Is the technical skills need to be so ingrained right. into you, you don't, you no longer consciously know what you're doing. Your body is just, yeah. your mind is steering, saying, "I want it to look like this," but your body's executing it.
0: So, so if they okay, so the opposite of that would be um, overthinking a lot of your artwork. At the very beginning, like when you're learning to draw. Yeah, and and we'll
1: talk about that in a second, which is focusing on the point of this action step is practice. Right. Practice and repetition. Mm -hmm. It's the two keys of this entire foundation are time and repetition. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you can't go into it saying, and we'll talk about this later, is you can't go into it saying these things have to be my portfolio and these things have to sell both of those things should be completely off the Mm -hmm. table this is practice
0: okay um so what's another thing um that we'll have to talk about in terms of building a skill set what's the next thing
1: so just to wrap this part up so if you're a so if you are a proficient artist and you're interested in creating an art career you really need to go online and start researching the different art concepts. That means you need to look up color theory and learn and master color theory. You need to understand um, form, texture, shape, space, composition. Make sure you understand all of those key points of foundational art. And I have them listed on the blog. And you need to do them, and these are going to be all the boring activities. Draw rooms. Draw whatever's in front of you. Draw things that, anything that you can see The more you can do them, not necessarily what you're drawing, but the more you do, the more you will master them. And once you've mastered the concepts, then you can go on to the next step, which is um, focusing on developing your style, Mm. which is in the writing community. This is a huge issue, which is how do I develop my voice? And I know because from my graduate work and just having been a writer. Your voice comes from reading a lot and writing a lot. The same thing is true with creating. You have, style comes from different places. It comes from your interests, what you've been exposed to. This is true for a lot of people who mm. started with anime. It's hard to break away from the anime habits. And three, it's gonna come from your own specific way your muscles move, it's going to come from the way your eyes see things you're going to be able to create a style that no one else can create because of the way your biology is set up. Your style will naturally evolve. You don't need to find a style. Um, But you also need to know the foundational skills before you start trying to find a style and trying other styles. Otherwise, you might accidentally, like my anime example, you might compensate on the style being your foundational knowledge rather than the anatomical. And then once you start getting into realistic portraits you might go why can't my eyes work because subconsciously you're still drawing anime eyes and it's just not working but if you sit there and you tweak it before you go into style you won't have that much of it. you won't have that tweak to do later on Mm -hmm. so once you've created style or once you're once you're in that point where you have mastered the art concepts then you can start playing with style Mm -hmm. play with cartoon styles but with realistic styles like anything that you find interesting really this is a fall of the dopamine moment whatever you find interesting like just draw that and don't take it seriously just try it if you see some absurd style anywhere copy it see what you can do there's no right or wrong way to do that
0: yeah 100 percent. i think that uh i think the trouble um comes from people thinking that they have to go to a specific sort of art class or art school in order to get that education. But you don't really, I mean, you can find it in in many different ways uh, and and self-educating yourself. And sometimes it's better to do it that way than sitting in a class and having somebody in front of you. You know, um, I think there's lots of ways you could experiment with, you know, uh, just having a canvas and, and some paints and, you know, taking a look at a, a, a picture that really intrigues you or a painting and trying to recreate that yourself or, you know, there's just, there's so many, like we watch movies sometimes and that gets us in there Absolutely.
1: You should 100% follow what interests you. Yeah. If that's fan art, do that. If it's yeah. traditional art, do that. If it's painting fruit, yeah. do that. Whatever makes you excited to draw it or create it, do that.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And, and I'm going to restress what you said. There's nothing... There's no amount of money, or type of tool, or any type of magic course that's mm-hmm. going to substitute yeah. time and repetition.
0: Yeah. Do you? How much do you? How much? T- how much money or time do you think they should be putting towards uh, taking the classes or creating? Like- At
1: first, I would say. I, in terms of my own experience, I've wasted so much money on needless, needless courses and classes. Um, if you happen to be in a position like we were, where we happen to be in Florence and we found an art class for 100 bucks, do that. Okay. If you happen to be in a city that's known for art and there's something for $100, of course, do that. I don't think I would advocate go spend $4,000 on a trip to Florence and go do that especially when you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. We've been both been doing art for over a decade. Yeah, So we found a lot of use out of that class. Mm-hmm. But definitely take, I would say, take opportunities that are near you, like the class that I took in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That was just a phenomenal class, but I just happened to be in Liverpool and it was a $30 class. Take advantage of what's around you but don't overstretch yourself in terms of you're like, okay, now I need to save for this course and I need to stretch my money out mm. and I need to work more hours so I can buy these pins or I can buy these um, famous art, not art brushes, paint brushes.
0: Paint brushes, yeah.
1: Like, you don't need to do that.
0: So they just need to be spending more time creating rather than trying to learn how to create.
1: Yeah, and that's my next, or that was our next point, which is if you're going to be spending your money Spend your money on time, mm. which means figure out where you can cut your expenses, so that way you can work less, so you have more time to focus on your art.
0: Yeah, that's a better way to go mm-hmm. than trying to save up for that workshop or, you know, that that canvas. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know what what I used to do when I first started out was I would go and get um, old bed sheets from Goodwill. Because I didn't, I couldn't afford canvas at the beginning I didn't and even I just, know this. and I wanted to practice. So I would go get an old bed sheet and I would cut it up and I would just staple it around the frame. And then I would just practice on the bed sheet Right. because I couldn't afford a canvas. But, you know, I was just in a position where I was just very hungry to learn. And I didn't, I didn't want to stop just because I didn't have anything traditionally, quote unquote, to paint on, you know. Uh, I really just wanted to create. So I think that's the kind of attitude that, that people have to have in the building that skill set is be more interested in creating rather than trying to have the perfect things to create.
1: That's And that's such a big trap. And it's a, it's also a marketing ploy. You're being marketed to as a young artist saying mm-hmm. you need these tools. Correct. And if you don't have the foundational mastery, it doesn't matter if you have the $100 pencil or the magic ink. If you don't have the foundational skills, it's still going to look stupid.
0: What did you say that you heard? It was like, just go get like a...
1: Like literally, go get... I say go get a dollar pack of mechanical pencils and an eraser and just draw. Yeah. Like, we've all been there. We've all been at the point where like, we're trying to learn this skill. And it's exactly like learning any other skill. It's exactly like when you learn to play basketball for the first time. You could not get that stupid ball in the hoop. Mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing we we all look goofy it's all not we're all going to be frustrated it doesn't look right that's part of the practice and I think that's we internalize it so much as it's because I'm not a good enough artist it's right. just practice and spending money on a great tool is not going to help you any more than a cheap tool in terms of practicing
0: no you're right Right, and you can get a lot more. Uh, you could get a lot more sessions of practice with cheaper items and cheaper tools. Correct. Because if you had to spend an extra ten or fifteen dollars yeah, for and another, yeah, that's,
1: that's a great point. If like buy cheap materials, buy a pack of computer paper. Yeah, absolutely. It's five hundred. It's five hundred pieces. Yeah, that's right. For you, three dollars, you don't have to
0: have the the top quality fine art paper from no, the store. No,
1: because again, you're just you just need a surface. To practice the right. muscle memory.
0: Cardboard would be great. Cardboard's great.
1: Recycle things. Just grab paper that you
0: yeah.
1: used from school or Absolutely. old receipts. Draw on them. <laughs> the whole point is, get a marker board and just draw and erase, draw and erase. The whole point yeah. is, at this phase, is creating a synchronized ner- set of um, neural set, or I don't know I'm saying neurotransmitters. That's the word I was looking for. You're trying to create. A system that goes from your fingers up your arm from your eyes to your brain it's this complete elegant system to the point where you fine-tuned it so much you don't have to think about it anymore that system of doing it over and over again mm-hmm. your body's gonna take over and do the art for you mm-hmm. that's the goal
0: but to make that easier and quicker
1: you it's better to spend money it's less money on
0: the tools, supplies, on the supplies, supplies. And then have extra time to to create. You should
1: look at your money and say, how can I maximize how many pieces I can put out of this?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Um, Would you say that was on the nose in terms of what we wanted to talk about for for that part?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay,
0: so what's the next one?
1: So our next, which we already kind of went into this, is quantity over quality.
0: Yeah, that means not um, focusing so much on the end result. As um, as much as you want to, or what I'm trying to say is focus, not so focusing on the end result, but focusing more on the uh, understanding of the concepts that you're going to learn while you're creating. Correct. Instead of trying to make it perfect at the end, just think about what you're learning as you get to the end.
1: Absolutely, and realize that you're practicing. And this is it's difficult because I know for me. What hindered me the most in mm-hmm. art was having this perfectionistic mindset.
0: Yeah. Because I thought everyone
1: yeah. was looking at every piece of my art and scrutinizing over it. Yeah. But what you really need to... Oh, end- or
0: thinking you have to sell it, good enough to or sell. Or thinking
1: that I had to sell it. Or
0: it had to be good enough to sell. Yes, which we'll talk that, about. And I, yeah, I agree. Yes, that's, uh. a,
1: that's a mess in itself, and we'll get to that. But what you're doing when you're focusing on practicing, which is a quantity-based activity, mm-hmm. is each time, let's say you're practicing perspective. Each time, and we take, well, it'll take a difficult two-point perspective shot. You'll draw it the first time, and your mind goes, that's not right. The second time you do it, your mind will adjust without you. Your mind and your hand will sink a little differently, and it will do it without you having a conscious, like, okay, I had to change it. You do it again, your mind will keep doing that and say, oh, This is where we need to adjust. The more you keep doing that image over and over and over again, your mind calibrates with your hand into the image and keeps pulling it closer and closer together until you've created the route memorization of your eyes, see something, and your hand can execute How
0: many times do you think that requires before your mind actually does that? If you were to put a number to it, just a guess.
1: Thousands of times? Now, I'm not saying you need to draw the same picture thousands of times, but you need to... But when Okay, let me give you an example. I hate doing this, and I've done art for 14 years, and I still hate doing this. There is nothing that I can do to improve on a piece of art, except for sketch it out the first time, draw it really, like, put a lot of effort into it, draw it the second time, and then draw it a third time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It will always look better when I put three <laughs> phases into it than when I try to do it the first time.
0: Yeah,
1: It yeah. kills my soul because I still think I need to be perfect the first time. And I need to not yeah. waste time. But that's such, a, that's such an embedded capitalistic mindset that I need to be producing the first time.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about the way you should be practicing, I, I think you can interpret that in a, in a different way. And, but if you're talking about if you're... Practicing to get a specific end result, then that can be a little maddening.
1: No, and I think that's, and I have a disclaimer on this, on the blog. (laughs) Uh -uh. Don't, and I know for the neurodivergent people, we take this literally. I'm not saying you need to just achieve perfection and do it over and over and over again. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. If we go back to, I like sports because sports is very easy to understand. You don't see a basketball player shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting until they never miss a shot. They all miss shots. They all miss free throws. They all miss a lot of free throws. But they spend a lot of time practicing them. They never drive themselves crazy to the point where they're like, I must never miss a free throw. Oh, I see what you're saying.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Like LeBron James doesn't agonize and curl up in a ball in the corner and going, I missed a free throw. I'm a piece of shit. He's not doing that. So if LeBron James isn't freaking out because he misses free throws, you shouldn't be freaking out because you can't quite get a nose right.
0: That's – yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that's talked about enough. At least not within that, that sort of context, you know. That really puts things in perspective. And so – but I think it's easy to get caught up in it whenever you're, you know, you're doing something and, and suddenly you get triggered and you're like, I'm not good enough. And then well, you just, like, continue to obsess.
1: Well, and that's – and I know what you're saying. You're saying – just practice me and keep obsessing over something. Uh-huh. And that's what that's a good point. And I put this in the blog. If you hate drawing, put it down to do something else. Yeah. If you're like, this fucking sucks. And I want it, I'm not gonna be an artist anymore, okay, then draw something else. Mm, Go yeah. do something else.
0: Yeah, I think that's the benefit of also doing this self-taught because if if the thing that you're working on isn't necessarily uh if it's starting to you're starting to get out of the flow of creating it and, and you're just getting frustrated, then by all means go, you know, if you're still wanting to create, but you'd rather just paint like a flower, then by all means please do that. Like do it.
1: Seriously, there's no greater advice for practicing than follow the dopamine. <laughs> yeah. What follow makes you dopamine. happy we're gonna make that do a t shirt.
0: Yes. <laughs> Let's write that down. We'll put it we'll put it as a t shirt on the website. Okay. It's, Write it down. Follow the I already dopamine. Do you have? I'm gonna It's write. in my. It's memorized. I'm going I'm writing it down. Follow the dopamine yes. T-shirt. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Got I, it.
1: I can't, and I do this too. Like I've bought several courses. I have more online art courses than I'm proud to admit, but I do them in spurts. I have some animation ones that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna learn how to do some animated style, and I do like three lessons. Then I go to hyperrealism. And I do like two lessons there, and then I'm like, okay, this is dull. Then I jump to classical art, and I do four lessons. Like I don't pick a curriculum and go, I'm going to go through each one of these until I finish the curriculum. No, oh, I do what makes me happy. And some days, drawing stick figures yeah makes me happy. Absolutely. And so, creating something is better than creating nothing.
0: Hmm.
1: Just play. Yeah, which is a great segue into our last point.
0: Yes, uh, the one of them, I think this is probably going to be repeated many times. But it needs to throughout, be because throughout the phase one. We be-
1: don't. We cannot stress this enough, and we're still reminding ourselves of this. Yeah,
0: points. I was talking to somebody, one of the artists that I was I was doing a coaching call with, and they were, they were, they were. She kept on saying, "I really want to sell, and I really need to sell," because that's the mindset I have, and I'm paraphrasing. And, but it's really easy to get caught up in the idea that you need to be sailing immediately because you know especially if you're kind of the person that likes to be productive and likes results
1: or you have the family pressure of you've decided to be an artist and
0: where's the money dear <laughs> god how much money your, your father money
1: you is like Oh, are you sure you want to be an artist? You could be exactly. a teacher It makes more
0: money. Yes. And so it's easy to get caught up in the idea that you need to be making money at the beginning. Yes. Because if you were doing any other sort of quote-unquote job, you'd be getting paid like a normal paycheck. So it's hard for us to make that switch in understanding when we're talking about business. Yes. Because, you know, all businesses are supposed to make profit, except it's difficult to do that if you haven't done the foundation Things that are in phase one, like building your skill set, understanding creative process. That's the equivalent of like a mechanic knowing exactly what he's doing to the car, having spent hours upon hours and thousands of hours practicing and learning that so that he could, you know, build a community and, you know, understand how long it takes to replace a certain part of the car. Like he knows all that stuff before he charges anybody any money. Correct. And that's what artists need to be doing. So but you can't, you got to forget about making money right now.
1: Well, and how long does it take for a, I don't want to say actual business, that sounds pedantic. How long does it take a traditional business selling, reselling merchandise to become successful? I mean, not successful, to, to, to make become a, make, to a, a, make
0: profit. a profit. Um, it, it depends on the industry, but on average, it can take minimum six months and uh, up to... Two years?
1: I think that's a good standard to put on yourself. Because a a business that starts off and profits in six months already starts with inventory. Sure. We're not even starting with inventory. Right. We're starting with the skills to build inventory. Yes. So please, please do not put a a pressure on yourself to be like, I must create this phase three (laughs) business by Christmas. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I wish it could because... We would all be merrily drawing in Scotland, (laughs) rich as can be, and I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. So consider if you're in this, if you're at a point where you're building your skill set, two years. Two years to start making money. Yeah. That's a good.
0: That's pretty fair. If you're you're consistent and dedicated throughout this whole process, two years is a very achievable goal. To get to phase two.
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, I don't know if we've actually said this last point verbatim. So, what we're talking about in this last um, point is while you're practicing and while you're building your skill set, you are not selling any of this product. No. This is not even a product. This is
0: <laughs> prototypes. Bro- these
1: are <laughs> blueprints. Like, yes. we've not even created anything yet. No. You. This is, I don't and want anyone to be, you don't even need to post this to Instagram or yeah. social media. Here's,
0: and here's the reason why. And it, there, here's the difference between being a hobby artist and wanting to make this a career. A hobby artist, they're not look interested in being in phases. They're just interested in paying for supplies so they can continue to do what they love. They're not trying to make a living off yes, of it. Yes, 100%. So that's why they can sell real easily. And, and and the people that are buying, they don't know the difference. They don't know that you're trying to make it a business or that you're just doing it for a hobby. To them, it's practically the same thing. But you are going to get very tempted to sell, especially if somebody sees it after you've posted it online and says, "Why I don't advocate
1: posting or creating a? I don't advocate at this point doing the social media game. You're going to make yourself
0: not not this early in the phase. No, no. Towards the end of phase one, you you will be posting. And it will we'll transition, it'll transition easily into phase two. But right now, you're going to be very tempted you know, to want to. Post your cat,
1: not <laughs> yes. your art.
0: Yes. because <laughs> And that's a trap too. Is is Oh, I'm creating this work and nobody's liking it. And then you start judging the artwork. Even though you haven't figured um, leave, out exactly what you want
1: to create. Leave your art off social media. It's no. considered at this point your journal. It will be fascinating to look at 20 years from now when you're a phase three artist and we're like, wow, show us everything. Yeah. when you just started. Don't show us right now. because Not because we think it will be bad. Correct. But because you will be so disheartened by the reaction that you may not make it out of this action step. Yeah. And that or, will be a tragedy.
0: Or, on the other side of it, you will find people throwing money at you, but not for the right not for the right reasons. You're trying to do it,
1: and it won't be scalable.
0: Yeah, it won't be scalable. It won't be consistent. You'll have some. You might have some people wanting to buy, like family and friends, and you'll get a little bit of money, but it's nothing compared to the kind of money you that could you generate later on when you've built. It's the
1: marshmallow. Else. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about the marshmallow test. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's the marshmallow test?
1: The marshmallow test is the test in which, um, I don't know, what they did in the '90s, which was they're trying to see if. Toddlers could resist eating a marshmallow, um, if so. The thing was, you could either they offered toddlers a marshmallow, and they said, "You can eat this one marshmallow right now. You can have it right now. Right. Or if you wait, 15 minutes, I think you can have two. You can have two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so please don't eat that first marshmallow. Not yet. It's it looks really good, <laughs> and you're like, just one. It will be fine. No. It will it will just psych you out. So I promise it will be worth it if you just kind of keep it keep your practice to yourself. And I wrote this in the blog. This is probably this is the it. Last, this is how I ended the blog, which was. I was always freaked out when practicing because I hate when people are like, "Oh, you have a sketchbook. Let me see your sketchbook."
0: Mm.
1: I hate it because I'm like, no, everything in my sketchbook must be perfect. So that way you think I'm perfect and you don't think that I'm doing something stupid by trying to create an art business. Right. Okay. I had two caveat points to this. One, you are allowed to say no to people. <laughs> so my very secure listeners will be like, yeah, I can say no. Now I know. My neurodivergence and introverts and socially anxious people will be like, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, so here's my caveat to that. After you've created a plethora of art, like volumes of sketchbooks, dozens of sketchbooks, pick your favorite ten doodles. Take a picture of them, make an album in your phone, and when someone says, let me see your sketchbook, say, actually this is private, it's just doodles, I'm not comfortable showing it, but let me show you my favorite ones. People don't want to see more than ten. You flip through them like, oh, you're a an artist. Right. I wish I could be you. Yes. My niece is an artist. Yeah. Okay. They're happy. You don't feel like an asshole. Problem solved. And yeah. you don't feel like your soul was crushed because they looked at your your nose that looks like <laughs> that looks like a crumbling building. So that would be how I would suggest dealing with that problem.
0: Okay. That's good. That's good. Um what do you think? Have we covered pretty much everything?
1: I think we covered everything for this topic. So just to reiterate, so that way everyone knows. So we're talking about building your skill set. You need to develop your technical skills. Mm-hmm. These are art concepts. Um, again, if you need a list of them, they are on the blog. Um, to spend money on time, not supplies. So okay. it's better to work less and cut down your expenses to open up more time to create.
0: And, and- you mean work less by working like a day job less? Is that what you mean? If
1: it's possible for you.
0: If it's possible. It's either that or cut down on supply
1: costs. Yes, Cut down on...
0: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Mechanical pencil and paper.
1: Yes. So that way or you cardboard. can... Or cardboard. Yes. The goal is to just create more time for yourself. Don't yeah. focus on... Don't think, if I spend more money on supplies, classes, yada, 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 I'll be better. No. The best thing you can do is spend money on creating time for yourself. Mm, yeah. So hire that babysitter. Yes. All right. And number three was quantity over quality. Do not be a perfectionist. Yes. Okay. LeBron James doesn't cry over missed shots. You shouldn't cry because your eyebrow looks funny.
0: Steph Curry does though.
1: That's a don't. Don't. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: If if he doesn't cry about it, you don't need to cry about it. No one cares. That's right. No one's going to see it anyway. That's right. Number four, remember, at this point, at all of phase one, really, mm-hmm. you are not selling. Yes. This is not the point. You do not need to be thinking, oh, this needs to sell, or I'm a It sounds, artist. It
0: sounds counterintuitive, and it sounds crazy not to sell your artwork, but having been through it myself and watched a lot of other artists go through it, <sighs> it can really set you back mentally. It um, just strains you. And, um, and yeah, energetically, Yeah. because it takes a lot of energy to try to, try to sell something again. We don't you have a good strategy. You so
1: much from yourself you because do. rather than focusing on what inspires you right. and focusing on
0: and getting really good at really
1: it, really mastering your, mastering your technical skills, you start thinking, Oh, what will people want me to want to buy? Yes. And then you're stealing from yourself.
0: Yeah. It's, so it's, it's terrible. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: All right. So, next podcast we are talking about developing your creative process. Oh,
0: such a good one.
1: It's going to be really good. This that's going to be talking about now that you've mastered your skill set, how to create an efficient system so that way you can create even when you don't feel like
0: it. Even when you don't freaking feel like it. Which is a,
1: which can be it, a lot.
0: It can be a lot, but you can even if you don't feel like it, you can still do really amazing work if you understand the creative process. So I can't wait to talk about that. So So
1: that will be out next week. Mm -hmm. Um, For all of you guys who are just getting onto our podcast for the first time, we have all of these tools on our website, which is down in the description. It's com, And if you go under phase three, there's, Each phase is broken down into action steps, and each action step has its own video, blog, and podcast. So this is the podcast for building a skill set. There's also a corresponding blog and video for your viewing pleasure. Contact us if you have any questions or if we can explain anything further. We're happy to help you out.
0: With that, I have nothing else to add. That's wonderful.
1: I'm proud of the cats. They didn't scream. (laughs) They
0: did not scream. All right. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.